right out there. How y'all doing? This is going to be a nice holiday break, everybody. Enjoy your holiday. You got to be politically correct now in the world that we're living in. So you just got to say happy holidays. You can't say, God forbid, you say Merry Christmas, because then what if you're Jewish? It has to be Happy Hanukkah. Or what if you don't celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas and it's Happy Kwanzaa? Or just something else. So you just got to say Happy Holidays. It's almost like the Costco way of saying I'm safe and I can engulf the entire group and point that I'm trying to make in saying one thing. Happy Holidays. So let's get right to it. You know, all the the the, the fans, social media, um, the pundits, the experts, everybody is so mad that the Giants won yesterday against the Washington Redskins. And they're saying, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to get Chase Young. What are they doing? They can't even tank right. You know what? I am, and I believe this, that I'm the only person that is not a part of that you should tank to purposefully try and get players. I don't subscribe to that. The reason why I don't subscribe to that, I'll get into that in a moment. But in terms of the Giants losing, I think as Giants fans, we're so traumatized and we're living in such traumatic times that it feels just a week ago, week ago, we're talking about this is a dynasty with the Giants winning two Super Bowls in four years, beating the great Tom Brady twice, we got Eli Manning, and now look at where we are. Just a week ago, week ago, right? And I think we're so traumatized, we feel like the only way we could get good is lose and draft all these good players, right? Wasn't that what we were supposed to be doing when we drafted Saquon Barkley? Oh, wasn't everybody like, he's a stud running back, going to the Hall of Fame. He's a great player. You got to draft a running back now. And you guys know how I feel about that. You guys know how I feel about drafting a running back in the top 10. Okay? That's like not holding the door open for a girl on your first date. Unacceptable. Daniel Jones. I thought he was supposed to be the savior. And I'm not saying he's not, but it hasn't happened this year. So we keep losing out, losing out, losing out. And now everybody's like, oh, we weren't able to get Chase Young. Well, look, as of yesterday with the Giants win, over the Washington Redskins. The Giants have fallen from second to fourth as of today and most likely are not and will be unable to draft Chase Young. The only way I believe that will happen is if the Redskins win the final game, the Giants lose the final game, and I believe the Giants and the Dolphins are tied. So the Giants hold the tiebreaker over the Dolphins and the Redskins. I don't foresee the Redskins beating the Cowboys. So, like I said, it's going to be the Redskins probably drafting at two and they'll get their hands on Chase Young, which actually almost works out because he's from the D.C. area, so he'll actually be going home. Um, But I will say this. This isn't the NBA where one player can make a difference in one year. This isn't LeBron James going to the Miami Heat and overnight they become title contenders. Or going back to Cleveland for the second year. And overnight, they're sitting there going through four years of meeting up with the Warriors in the finals. 
This isn't LeBron James currently on the Lakers taking them from a team with no superstar and no hopes to now on the precipice of meeting the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, which is the pseudo-NBA Finals. This is not that type of league where you can sit there and say one player changes everything. Wasn't Andrew Luck that player for the Indianapolis Colts? And they did everything else but get him an offensive line. And what happened? He got beat up over the years to where he said, I'm out. I'm retiring. One player does not make a difference. When you look at all the really good playoff-bound teams, let's look at those players and see who are the quote-unquote stars in those teams. You look at the Buffalo Bills, they have a quarterback. I firmly believe you need a quarterback in this league. Who's that stud number one receiver or that quote-unquote stud running back that you need? Do the Patriots have that? Or what about the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I know they got an edge rusher, but they also have a defensive line to go with Nick Bosa and a lot of other good players on that defense and an experienced quarterback. So you sit there and say, oh, but they drafted Nick Bosa. That was the last piece. And we need a couple pieces if you're a Giants fan. Who's the superstar in Seattle other than Russell Wilson? A quarterback. New Orleans Saints. All right, fine. They do have Michael Thomas. <laughs> they do have Michael Thomas. But look at the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Those guys have so much talent on their team. They've been drafted high, losing out all those years. They have a team now, and what happens? They're not winning because of the culture, right? Look at the Baltimore Ravens. Other than the quarterback, who is that star defensive player that everybody raves about and says, we have to block him? Or do they play team defense and they're completely sound? What about the Houston Texans? It's at the point now where it feels like every year J.J. Watt gets hurt, but they still keep on ticking. Why? Because of the quarterback. Yeah, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but it's the quarterback. What about the Chiefs? Who's that star edge rusher? Who's that star well, they do have Tyreek Hill, so I'm not going to say they don't have a star receiver. But still, you get the point that I'm trying to make, right? Now, to me, culture is more important than talent. Let me repeat. Yeah, I said that. Culture is more important than talent on a team. When you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys, they have three offensive linemen that are pro bowlers, a pro bowl running back, a quarterback that's Above average, didn't play like it yesterday, but is looking for a big-time deal. You have Amari Cooper. Every single player on that defense that starts was drafted. So they drafted well all these years. But there's something wrong with that culture. And now you have all these young players that they're going to have to make decisions on. Oh, who are we going to play? I mean, who are we going to pay? You paid Zeke. You paid Jalen Smith. Amari's going to want his money. Dak's going to want his money. There's a whole bunch of plethora of players on that defense. They're going to want their money. And you know what I mean But when I say culture? I mean, it's beyond we're being co-workers. It's like we boys. It's like we're hanging out. I come over to your house to visit your family. You come over to my house to visit my family. We're brothers, man. I'm not playing for myself 
to make sure I get the stats that I need to win or to make the money. I'm playing for us and the team. And that's what I mean when I say culture. Everybody's going to get their money. But when you're playing for yourself, nobody win. Where everybody play for everybody, everybody get paid, and everybody win. And I know you're going to sit there and say, nobody gets paid on the Patriots. You're right. But when you play and do it the Patriot way, you leave and get paid. That's what the rest of them do. They leave and they get paid. But I believe culture is more important than anything. Look at the Ravens, man. Them dudes look like they have fun. They look like when they're on the plane, it's not the offense sit here, the defense sit here, star players sit here. It looks like on the plane, everybody's talking to everybody. They chilling, having fun. Everybody listens to everybody's music. That's what makes you inspired to want to play for one another. Culture is more important to me than talent. When you have a culture, when players know how they have to act, and when they get in, they acclimate and fit in, that's what I'm talking about. Ravens, Patriots, perfect examples. You want to talk about, oh, the Giants don't have any players. The Giants are in a position where they just need to lose and they need to get all these players. So all these young players that are on the Giants, how are they supposed to win if you want them to lose? This isn't a video game where you can just sit there and say, let's lose these games. And then when the time is right, turn it on and say, all right, guys, it's time to start winning. The only way to learn how to win is to win. You can't sit there and flip a switch and say, all right, I'm going to win now. No, winning starts and it begins with winning. I mean, look at how many first and second year players contributed yesterday in that giant win over the Washington Redskins. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Caden Smith, rookie tight end, starting for Evan Ingram, caught two touchdowns, and the game winner in OT. DeAndre Baker, everybody can compl- And look, we all know Baker was getting baked in the first half of the season, but he's a rookie, played every game. But now you can see him kind of, it's starting to slow down. You could see why they drafted him so high. And the completion percentage of receivers that he's defending since the second half of the season has transpired has gotten down. You can see the improvement in him. B.J. Hill, second-year player. He doesn't start because of the acquisition of Lenny Williams, but he had a sack yesterday. Sexy Dex, Sexy Dexy, Dexter Lawrence, our snacks replacement, had two tackles yesterday. How about Lorenzo Carter, Julian Love, Corey Ballantyne, Sam Beal? These are all first- and second-year players that contributed yesterday. I didn't even mention Darius Slayton only because he didn't get a catch and didn't really do anything. That's why I didn't say contribute. When I say contributed, all these players had tackles, sacks, touchdowns, or contributed in winning. And you go sit there and say we, one player is going to help us get over the top when you have all these first and second year players that you need to help develop. How can you develop Daniel Jones and when you sit there and say lose the game? So you're really teaching your quarterback how to really dissect and understand a defense when you're basically expecting him to make mistakes. Come on, man. Are you a real fan? Or you just want to have a Madden team so when you turn on Xbox, you can sit there and win an Xbox because the whole team is full of stars. Now look, 
I understand as of today we're the fourth pick in the draft. And from one through five, these are what picks are available. Joe Burrow, quarterback. You're not going to get him. We don't need a quarterback. We got one. Chase Young, too high. I don't think he's going to fall to us. Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. Everybody's talking about Chase Young and how we need to get an edge rusher. Let's talk about Nate Solder for a second. A player I firmly believe that giant ownership went to him and said, get that guy because we need him to win now. He's been exposed and he's not the tackle who we thought we got. And he gets beat a lot. How about getting a tackle where Daniel Jones' blind side is protected in the event that the Redskins do draft this Chase Young guy? It's amazing how good a quarterback plays when he has enough time to actually look through a defense and pass the ball. Instead of wanting superstars, why don't we get no-name players? Guys that are really building blocks and elements to winning. Offensive line, defensive line. Andrew Thomas, let's get that offensive tackle if we can't get the defensive lineman. You have Jeffrey Okuda. Right now, he's the fourth-rated prospect in this draft. He's a cornerback out of Ohio State. Now, look, you can sit there and say, do we need that? You have, De- you have DeAndre Baker. Corey Ballantyne looks like he's going to be a nickelback. Sam Beal, is he that dude? But that's part of letting these guys develop. So you pass maybe on a Jeffrey Okuda when you sit there and look at the secondary. Tua Tagayo Viola, you're not going to need a quarterback. But two guys, and these are my picks. These are two guys that I personally feel, and you heard it here first on the Man Cave Huddle. Two guys who I feel that you need to take a look for in the college football BCS playoff and around draft time. Safety Grant Delpit. You sit there and say to yourself, why you say safety when Jabril Peppers is hurt? That's why Julian Love is playing. And you have Antoine Bethea. Okay. This is why. How many times and how many defenses do you see out there where one of the linebackers is literally a safety? Because if you've taken a look, folks, There aren't those Jerome Bettis 250, 260-pound running backs. These running backs are small. They are quick. They are very jitterbuggish. And they're the type of running back that they're just as big as the safety. So why sit there and have a 250-pound linebacker where he can't chase down that 210-pound running back? This guy is a stud of a safety, good range. He's going to DBU at LSU. If you don't bring back Antoine Bethea, you can have Julian Love as well as Jabril Peppers back there and bring in this Grant Delpit on special packages. Or you can start Delpit and have Julian Love as that money backer where when he's on the field, what position is he playing? Is he playing as a defensive back or a safety? Another player in that type of mold, Isaiah Simmons. Some places I see him slotted as an outside linebacker. Other places I see him slotted at the position of safety. He can play with his hand in the dirt. He can stand up and be a 3-4 edge rusher. But what he can do is defend that tight end in the pass game. And he could defend that running back. 
So similar to Grant Delpit, why don't you get positions that bring versatility? Where you can sit there and say, is he rushing or can he pass defend? And if he can pass defend, that's almost a greater asset than being a defensive player where you're just one-dimensional in terms of you could edge rush. That's cool being that. But when you get versatile players, now you're talking about the offense doesn't know what's happening because they don't know what role this specific player is going to play. Grant Delpit, DBU, safety out of LSU, Isaiah Simmons, outside linebacker slash safety from Clemson. They could both potentially be meeting each other in a national championship game. But take a look for those players. And another point I'd like to make, in defense of why you shouldn't get, and we as Giant fans should leave this traumatic cycle of thinking we have in terms of lose to get the better draft pick. Instead of saying get rid of Gettleman. Now, Coach Shermer, that's a different discussion. I have nothing to say if you say get rid of him. But if you say get rid of Gettleman, the general manager who's picked a lot of players that are on his team, let's look at what he's done. As I said earlier, Nate Solder was, uh, I believe, Eli still has more gas in the tank. Draft Saquon Barkley, give him a running game. Sign Nate Solder so we have an offensive line. I believe he was pressured into making those moves. I agree with Nate Solder. That wasn't a bad move. That wasn't a, a, a good move. But getting, Lenny, getting Leonard Williams, not looking at the sacks, because I think he has like one and he's a defensive end. But if you look at Leonard Williams and what he's provided to the run defense, if you look at when he's come in, the edge is set a lot more stout than before. B.J. Hill, good player, but he's not the run stuffer, the edge setter that Leonard Williams is. Long legs, long arms, really affects the offensive lineman. Now, look, I get it. He doesn't sit there and get the sacks, but if you can't get the sacks, he's helping stop in the run. You had Sexy Dexy with Dexter Lawrence. You have Dalvin, Mr. Dalvin Thomason, Leonard Williams. I'm not saying that's a great defensive line, but I could understand the thought of re-signing him. He's one of those players where he's a, he's he's an element that makes your defensive better. It just is not an element where it's a big name. And you sit there and say, well, this is why I believe we should get Chase Young, and we should lose out. When we traded Odell, right? When we traded Odell, everybody was thinking to themselves, who are we going to have to pass to? Our pass game is so lethal and potent because we're always one play away with Odell. And now that we don't have Odell, well, what are we going to do? If you look at what Gettleman has done, doesn't it look like we have more of a core receiving doesn't it look like we have more of a, a core where you look at you look at Caden uh, Smith? You sit there and say, "Who's a Caden Smith?" What I'm saying to you is, is you you, you look at Caden Smith, you see what he brings to the to the table. You see, he's a rookie, but he can block and catch, right? Darius Slayton, I believe in. 
I believe Odell Beckham has played every game this year and has three touchdowns. Darius Slayton, I think after yesterday, has only played 12 games. Yesterday had no catch for no yards and has eight receiving touchdowns, which leads all rookies. Okay? I understand everybody's not happy with the acquisition of Golden Tate, but he's solid. Catches the ball on third down, and is a guy where he might not have that 150-yard game, but on third and 16, he's not scarred to go up in the middle and catch that thing. And let's also look, if you really feel that the, that the wide receiver core is hurting that much, an option that the Giants can have, you're going to be in the top five. Why don't you sit there and talk to other players? I'm sorry, not other players, other teams, and see what they're willing to give up. Maybe you could trade back, get more assets and draft picks, or maybe trade back, get that draft pick that you lost with Leonard Williams, and maybe you do draft another receiver. Why not getting a Jerry Judy from Alabama, right? He's one of their star receivers. Or what about a C.C. Lamb from Alabama, right? Henry Ruggs from Alabama. Three receivers that you have from Alabama all projected to go in the first round. What about T. Higgins? He's a wide receiver out of Clemson. You have all these receivers now that are going into the draft where you sit there and feel, okay, is this player really that good? I just rattled off the top of my head four guys, three of them from Alabama, that are gettable if you still remain in the top 10, if not staying at the fourth pick. And I'm not saying they should do that, but in a passing league, giving Daniel Jones more weapons is not only going to make him a better player, it's going to take the eighth man out of the box and make Saquon Barkley that much more lethal a weapon. And my last point that I'd like to bring up in my defense of saying why you don't need to sit there and lose out and feel that the next player is always going to be the best player. Why don't you ask how the Bengals and the Browns have done all these years, drafting high picks, getting number one and number two and number five, year in, a year out, where are they? Where are they? Look at the Browns. Nick Chubb, Landry, the tight end, Odell, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, and what happened? What happened? Now, when you look at that culture of that team as compared to them boys with the Baltimore Ravens, who looks like they're having fun and who doesn't? I know losing isn't fun, but before the season, a lot of people as well, them dudes on the on the Browns were popping junk, talking about they're going to make the playoffs and potentially make the Super Bowl. I don't know how you could defend this team with all these weapons. Look, it comes down to a couple things, and it's really not that hard, but when you get it, you hold on to it. What does it come down to? It comes down to Good coaching, culture. You want to build a team from the inside out. Offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, quarterback, receivers. That's where you want to win. You want to get defensive backs, versatile safeties. That's how you win. I understand, Giant fans, not getting Chase Young, it sucks. I wish he would have been a giant as well. But the fact that he's not going to be a giant, you just got to move on and have faith 
and that D- David Gettleman is going to get us the right player. Everybody wants to blame somebody, but all the mistakes he's made, look at all the players that I just rattled off before that have contributed. You have a team now with all these guys, you mark my words, in two years with the butt kicking that all these young players are getting now, see if they're not the ones kicking butt in two years. Now, if anybody has anything to say, you disagree, you want to clap back, feel free. I don't feel like I have all the answers. I'm just out here giving you my opinion. And if you think I'm wrong, let's talk about it. At Mayor Cave Huddle on Twitter. You could text me. People that know me, text me. Or just leave something in the comment, man. And let me know what you think. All right? Now, like I do, I want to leave a positive quote here. Your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. Who looks outside? Dreams. He or she who looks inside awakens. Your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. He or she who looks outside? Dreams. He or she who looks inside awakens. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.